Oh my lord, it is Sunday morning and we're back. Sean Capre is back today. And uh listen, we have our gold our gold producers over here on Patreon. We want to give them a little shout out. Our Brendan Myers, James Johnson, Ryan Turfer, Coach Timbo, Nancy Boots and Tammy, Joel Brooks, and Jonathan Brown. And then I just want to give a special little shout out, Bobby Tupa. You've been a supporter of ours for quite a while now. Thank you so much for that. And uh on with the show. They're breaking down all the news and they're making it nice. Kafurakawa and Bowser, all their business advice. Gonna answer your questions, gabbing on and on. If you like what you hear, go check out the Patreon. The Nintendo Guru, yeah, his name is Bobby. He loves all things Nintendo except maybe Kirby. And the greatest co host in all of the land, you know it's Sean like Connor, it could be like the pants. Nintendo. What is up, everybody, and welcome to episode 178 of If We Ran Nintendo. I am Bobby, the Nintendo Guru, joined by the greatest co-host in all the land, Mr. Sean Capra. And Bobby, I don't know if that's true anymore, man. I think I've been replaced by another uh, Canardian. Like the, the I think the Canardian uh, just took my job last week, man. Dude, <laughs> he did a good job. Dude, you know what I realized with him a little bit was um, he wouldn't let me move on at sometimes because yeah. he was just like, no, 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 we're not done with this topic. Mm-hmm. We need to keep flushing it out further. And I like that. I thought, like, oh, you did. He, you like when? I, okay, interesting. But, well, I liked it because of the fact of like, keep it in mind. Well. <laughs> the, 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 I know. I'm like the, the producer careful. side of me was like, we need to move on. You know what I mean? But he doesn't know that because he doesn't know the, the topics in full to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, I tell him what we have, but because he's not in it every week, he doesn't realize like, no, we need to hit these beats. We need to keep it an hour show. So it's a little bit tougher for him on those sides. But like at the same time, he's just like, no, 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 no. What do we let's let's stay here? Let's talk about this a little more. And I'm like, I liked it, and and part of me loved it. Part of me was just like, oh, what are you doing? But so, but he did a great. Job. I loved it as a fan. I don't I know what you're it. what you're crapping all over him for. All right, I'm not crapping on him. I'm not crapping okay, on him at all. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I got to listen yeah. as a fan, and it was also great um, seeing checking my messages uh, that morning. And, and Bobby going, oh, he forgot. He didn't know <laughs> supposed to be. I'm aware. Oh yeah, I'm aware. I know. you're like you up. I know. This. I'm like. I'm so sorry, man. I probably should have sent a reminder. No, no, no. <laughs> well, what happened, we, just so so we can add full context to this, was you initially, I might have even mentioned it last week. I, I did I did the wrong, I said the wrong date. Like, it wasn't even a real Originally, Sunday. you said the wrong date, which mm-hmm. put my mind on the second week. Yeah. And then you did correct to the first week, but in my mind, I just kept sa- thinking oh, the so second good. week. I'm just and, glad uh, that, you know what, I'm glad that it worked out that way, because uh, Mark is one of my favorite podcasters, and I love what he's doing yeah. on Secret Friends Unite co-op mode with Todd Oxra, of course. Yeah. And I got to listen as a fan. And like I said, like you guys have this magic. And for people who don't, I don't, you guys didn't even talk about um, Ink Trade podcast mm-hmm. that you used to podcast together. We used to podcast like a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a few people, I think, in, in, I don't know if it was a YouTube comments or on the Discord or and whatever, but people calling back for like yeah. when Splatoon 3 comes back, like yeah, Ink Strike yeah. returns. You guys need man. to come back and do something. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like, it's so weird when. So here's the thing with 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 Mark and I that's so strange. It's always been like that for you. But we can go we can go forever mm-hmm. and not even talk. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah, minute we yeah. start talking, it is just like we're we 
we're like that's why I always say like I feel like he's my brother. Yeah. Him and I always say that that like we are brothers that are disconnected from each other. Yeah. Like like one of us got snatched out of the hospital mm-hmm. because we've always been able to like just come to a common place. Yeah. And the conversations just flow. He like, is just never... so classy. Like that's the yeah. thing about him is he'll never hold that distance against you or that Mm-mm. that time or whatever. He'll just Mm-mm. like, hey man, good to talk to you. I'm glad to yeah. glad to have a chance to catch up a little bit. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I I know a lot of people share my sentiment, so I wanted to jump in and without I didn't even like you're not even in shoutouts yet. I just jumped right into. Well, the funny thing is too is when him and I start going, you're like, it can Sean go Capri for who? it can it can go forever. <laughs> Right, I know, and we disconnect from the call or from the from the show, and we're sitting there, and then like we're just talking now. Now yeah. we're just talking, and then like I see like I know. Well, I look at the time, like it ain't gonna be long, and I'm looking at the time, it ain't gonna be long. Sure enough, I see him like look up because Loren walks in, mm-hmm. and it's like, bro, we got stuff to do today. Are you gonna be here all day? Like, what are you doing? But we're just like, and then later on at night, we wind up playing Fortnite together. That's Which was sweet, a blast. Man. That's awesome. So it was, it was good, and uh, yeah. So I, I I love podcasting with him. I wish that sadly he. I mean, it's not sadly. That's probably the wrong word. But for me, sadly, Loren is pregnant, and I know that like it's going to stop him from doing further endeavors. Because I would love to be like Todd. Let's or Todd. Why well, I keep saying Todd? Todd, um, you're just loving this, baby. <laughs> I know. I I want to say Mark. Like, hey man, let's let's do something again. Um, but you know, he's just. I know that he's gonna like lose a lot of time once the baby comes. So, um, which is for, fine. for a bit. You know, for a bit, the time comes for, back. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're not all Chelsea Capri. I'm gonna tell you that right now. That's true. That's yeah, true. So, so, um, but Sean. Let's kick this episode off like we do each and every episode with our shout-outs. Geek-outs, geek-outs. Um, can I just say this, Bobby? You and I were t- speaking just before we were recording. Um, we're just about to end the decade. Okay, We're leaving these tweeny years behind, going yeah. off into the dirty 20s, as I'm calling yeah. them. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Joe After Work is hitting partner. And oh, I think so. It's, it's going to happen. Joe After Work, if you guys aren't already following on Twitter and on Twitch, at Joe After Work, please, goodness gracious... Go check out his streams. He's streaming all... I can't even tell you schedule because it's just all the time. I'm pretty sure he takes, like, Wednesdays off, maybe. But, like, don't even take my word for it. Go check out his... Even if today you're listening, it's on Wednesday. Go give the guy a follow. Go support that guy. He's the best of us. Of all of us, he is the best. And I'm telling you, 2020 is his year. He's on the path, and he is just incredible at what he does. So I just want to give a shout-out to Joe After Work. He makes... When you go to his stream... Whether it's been a day or a week or a month, he makes you feel like you're part of the family, and he's so oh, yeah. excited to see you. Um, and he's great at games. He's a great entertainer. He's very handsome. He does push-ups for you for those little like Twitch currency things or whatever, yeah, jumping yeah, yeah. jacks and whatnot. Um, an absolutely super talented guy. So I just wanted to give a, a lovely, heartfelt shout-out to our boy, Joe Afterwork, who I would never have met if it wasn't for you, by the way. I was thinking about the whole like network of this all and how we all become Everybody friends. is from me. Everybody oh, comes stop. through. Stop. Oh my Everybody god. Everybody comes through, Just... you, Sean. Everybody. Okay. Oh, yep, you're right. Everybody <laughs> comes from you. All Okay, wait, wait. All the good people come through me. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people that you brought into my life that I wish you didn't. But that's that's a real irrelevant. Bad bit he's talking about you. <laughs> bad bit. I think he's talking about you. <laughs> I brought bad bit to you. What are you talking about? I don't know about that. I know that for a fact. Okay. We'll see. 
Cause yeah, that goes I back to, to weigh in. Yeah, you were hanging out with the kind of funny group and everything. You're loving that. Had to do with kind of funny group. It had to do with uh, Life of Gaming podcast. Then it connected mm-hmm. the dots, and we started podcasting together. And then boom, 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 boom. Joseph Moran, yes, when Mr. Badman himself, Games FTW. Yes, we're, we're throwing it down. He was on We the Gamer Cast first. You son of a no, bitch. he was he not was my was friend not. first. He was. My you stop it. <laughs> stop it. And I'm the one that approached oh, you about bringing him in to make us better. This morning. What? Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, I don't think what? you did. Oh, I did. I did. All right. Do you have to work? You're I'm going to kick you off Bad of this show and brought him in the here. <laughs> All right. Mark Caravan, you're coming back. <laughs> Although that didn't work Get out, me out too of well, here. so it's whatever. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Iwata. Um, passed away. He would have been He's 60 been years 60, old this past dude. week. Yeah. So that goes to shame, man. That was way too young, man. He's so young. So young. That's, that's a shame, man. It really mm-hmm. is. It really is. Um, next shout out I want to give is to Nintendo Wire. Good friends over there, uh, Mebo Jason, um, and, and crew, all the happily, mm-hmm. ha- uh, happy can, or happily candy and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, Mr. Muscles himself. That's what I was trying to come up with. You don't talk Who's about Who's Mr. Right? Muscle? TJ? Yeah, DJ. TJ. <laughs> have you seen him? Have you oh, seen him? Jack. He's Jack. Oh, like he, anybody can get Jack, but he's very handsome. He's oh, very, yeah. he's very attractive. So, but the reason why I bring them up is they are so close Mm -hmm. to a hundred thousand subscribers. I think they hit it. I'm pretty sure they hit it. Did they hit it? I know they were very close. Yeah, they may have hit it by now. Um, Mm -hmm. but if if they haven't, get get over there. Go get those guys are going on Ring Fit Adventure on Twitter back and forth. They're like their milestones and everything like that. And I swear, I think I think TJ might just get some sort of like sponsorship deal. Like everybody just buy this game and like because he's like this. Crazy fitness. Have you seen like his training? The oh, guy can dude, do like backflips. I know, I know. He does this like backflip into a push up and then jumps up, stands up. I and know. Back, and I'm like, dude, like, come on. Of course, like, ring fits easy for you. I know. Like, I'd, like, I'd like to do a push up. I like. Yeah, to do I can't a, even. I can't yeah. even. I can't even get down on the ground. I can't yeah, get my, back like, up. My squat is like just kind of leaning over into bed man, for it's a couple hours. Man. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that's what that's what I have. You have anybody? Else I got Joel Joel Brooks just yes. in the last. Uh, I don't know what it is. You know what? Since we met, I feel like we took our friendship to another level. Um, no, along no. with Tony Baker and and Sheldon Benedict, the Quest for Pixels guys. Listen, I don't know. If- Joel Brooks is not what you could thank thank me for. Oh, stop it! Oh my God, this is my last episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joel Joel Brooks is. Um, He's a special dude, man. He's a very caring guy. He's a great dad, a great Canadian, and um, he's, he's reached out guy. to me just a couple of times. And I, you know mm-hmm. what? We play we play games great together. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, if I dare to say, I love him very much. No, and I don't know if you and I are ever going to get around to this idea of like we wanted to do um, like an award show for like our like our indie podcast circuit or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Quest for Pixels guys nominated. I'm just going to throw it out here: nominated for most improved podcast of all time. Like there, have you listened lately? It's really good, and you guys need to publish your damn show. Get back on it. <laughs> so I give you a nice call out. Uh, I was looking on the feed. I want another show. So Tony, Joel, Sheldon, come on, man, let's go. Tony's supposed to be coming. I, I got to get with him um, to do another Breaking Bells. Speaking of um, handsome, yeah, he's, he's a good dude. Um, two two quick call outs I want to give to two shows. That I did this past week. Uh, Pixel one four Pixels one four three, um, or one hundred and forty three, is a show 
that good friend from Bill from Run Jump Stomp does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a new show that he did. You actually bring a game and discuss that game. So good. And uh, and I did an episode this past week that actually went up. I did it like a couple months ago. And uh, but he just basically he's doing it in seasons. Mm-hmm. So season one's out now. I'm a part of that. A uh, I actually talk about The Last of Us. That's the game that I brought Whoa. to the table. Yeah, I didn't bring a Nintendo game. I brought Last of Us, which shocked him. He was mm-hmm. actually like, holy cow, like, wow, really? And I'm like, yeah, man, this game means a lot to me. I, yeah. You know, to me, it's one of the, it's a, it's a game of the generation, man. It's, it's a game of the generation. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really, really good game. So I wanted to talk about that game. Uh, and then the other podcast that I was on last week was the Weapon Wheel podcast. Nice. Dude, these guys, they need no help. Uh, <laughs> 700 people were watching the stream last week. Whoa, Bobby. Yeah, man. And I was like, what in the hell is going mm-hmm. on here? Um, I went back and looked. 8,000 people have watched it since on YouTube since it aired. I'm like, this is nuts. But that, but it's a good conversation. And the one thing I, I, I'm really, truly humbled by and blessed is, number one, that they asked me to be on the show to begin yep. with. Um, and this all comes from the Iron Lords podcast, being on that show, it, it stemmed Those to this. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, they're amazing. And uh, but then they put me on there, and then uh, Weapon Wheel Podcast reached out to me to bring me on because of the the, the Nintendo stuff. But during the show, because it's a live stream, I'm watching the live stream, and people are actually like, "Hey, man, you need to make the Nintendo Guru a permanent part of this cast." Whoa! They're All like, right, "We'll see you later." Yeah, well, you know, bye. Um, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just because they're just like, "Hey, he's bringing some." <laughs> I know of all the days. You're just like, all right. He's, he's bringing some. He's bringing some insight into the show, and and, so funny. and I was just like, wow, man, this is this is just humbling to yeah, to, that's very to cool. be there and have people that are regulars saying that. That means a lot. You know well, I, mean? I, w- I wish you would have told me uh, that we might have had some new new listeners and viewers this morning before we started. You know, this whole thing off on such a tip. Nah, uh, that's nah, totally, nah, I mean, fine. That's, that's fine. fine. I got to reach out to do. the Iron Lords too because I don't know if they even realize this. I've met them. In real life, I played Battletoads with those with one of the guys from from Iron Lords. Like Where? Luke, Luke and I played Battletoads at E3. We met at E3. Which was it? They don't know who I am though. They don't know that it was me. Was it Cognito? Yeah. Really? Yeah, we met at we met at E3, man. Oh <laughs> played man, Battletoads. But they don't know who. Like, I wasn't like, hey, I'm like I'm on an Xbox show, and I haven't reached out to them since. But it's been it's been so funny just to see. Like the worlds collide because yeah. I, like I haven't done anything to to do that, but like yeah, we we met, we literally played Battletoads together, like me, Luke, and him all together. Idiot! You need to say something to people. What are you sitting there in your little shelf? Well, everybody else is doing their thing. It's great, man. I don't want to. I don't want to be like actually. You know what it would sound like? Actually, I met him first. I met him at E three. <laughs> that's that's fine. But that's not the connection between us. I, the connection between him and I is I'm stealth. Not taking anything from and by you. the way, I met stealth first. So there you go. It all works out. All right. It all good. works out. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sweating my Christmas sweater here. That's you should sweat in that ugly ass thing. What are you? Um, what's wrong with my sweater? It's got Mario and Luigi on it, no, and it's, it's great. Ugly. And Lincoln likes to point them both out over and over and over again. I bought this game yesterday. Mm-hmm. This uh, this Mario Sonic Olympics. It's all right. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I'll say is this. It does have online, so I'd like to probably play the community a little bit with it. I feel like it's a very Joy-Con type game. 
Like swinging uh, the Joy-Cons around? Yeah, like yeah. your motion controls and stuff. But it does yeah. allow you to use a Pro Controller. The one thing I will that I fell in love with, um, and I'm going to just say this, it's a better... It's it's they call it football in the, in the on the game, but it's soccer. Um, but man, it's it's a better soccer slammers than what? Yeah, it's it's a it's a good version of soccer slammers. Like it's fun. It's a, no. like a four on four with the goalie. The goalie's kind of controlled by whatever. Um, you pass, you shoot. You know, you have a, like a power up hit. It's yeah. it's fun, dude. It's a lot of fun. What in the world? How have I not heard that people are waiting and screaming for uh, uh, strikers? How how oh, is this not a thing? It's good, man. It's good. It's not like a huge full on thing, but it's an actual. I want play. it, man. I think this is the year I get a uh, I get Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Olympics are in think... January. When do they start? The Olympics start in the summer. This is the summer. Oh, Olympics. summer Olympics. What the hell is that game doing out so early then? That's what I said too yesterday. But the thing is, is this: if you want the physical copy, go get it now. Here's the reason: when these things sell out, they're very limited edition. They don't bring them back out again. Mm-hmm. And they are, and you will start seeing these showing up on eBay because I'm already struggled struggled to get this game. Interesting. I had to call around to a bunch of Game Stops. I wound up finding it at Best Buy, but I had to call around all over the place to find it. Yeah. Once they start selling out, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's lights out. It will not be available next year. Yeah. Like they do one run and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you'll be able to get it digitally, obviously, but that's it, man. Once, mm. once that's it, that's all she wrote. So good call. Um, yeah. Um. So before we jump into the actual If We Ran Nintendo, I do have another If We Ran Nintendo that I didn't um that I didn't really tell you yet. Give it to me, baby. Um so it's kind of a shout out, but kind of it's a shout out because it's something that I think people should really check out and, and go look at. Um so if we ran Nintendo, how would we implement the Star Wars trailer showing up in Epic Games Fortnite this week? So what Epic Games has done has landed an advertising deal or a cross-promotion deal with Star Wars. There is going to be an exclusive trailer in the game. You go to Risky Reels, which is the movie th- the drive-in movie theater in the game, and on the theater right on this on the theater screen right now is playing like a coming attraction. Yeah. And it's saying on uh December 14th, come back between one at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you'll get an exclusive first look at a brand new trailer for Star Wars: uh, Rise mm. of Skywalker, uh, or whatever it is. The land, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think it's so unbelievable. F- Fortnite has done this thing where they've done this numerous times. Uh, they did the concert last year of Marshmallow, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it was just so cool and surreal to be a part of that and in there. Um, but they do these things that are like these in-world events, in-game events that are just massive. Yeah. And the Fortnite community is huge in its own right. So what I thought of was like, how do you implement that into Nintendo games and make that a thing? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the, the the one game that I think of when I, you know, I think Splatoon. Right, and I think you could basically set up something where you land a movie deal or a trailer in the opening game. So when you're in the town square, like on the big television monitors, oh, big time. You know, the trailers are playing or whatever. But it made me think, like, why couldn't you do 
trailers for games as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and as you're as you're sitting in that lobby, you look up and there's a trailer for Smash or for the next Nintendo game that's coming out. Like, and people could, but you could do exclusive stuff. And and what you could do is this. What I was thinking was was what if you did something where you went, hey man, you want to see an exclusive trailer for the next Animal Crossing game? You have to go and collect 10 seashells within Splatoon 2. And then when you come back out to the lobby, the trailer will start playing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> something along those lines to get people to play the game, number one, and get them into the mix of playing. But also, it, you have this huge install base. Yeah. And I think it's such. I read an article yesterday that, like, Epic Games is basically changing the way that companies, game companies like Disney and Nintendo are advertising and looking to advertise because this is something that is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The way, I mean, dude, are, we're really in a world where they're going to put an exclusive trailer in a video game? Yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, that's the that's the Fortnite effect. That's the like the biggest franchises kind of like just colliding. There's almost not enough mind space in the world for both yeah. to exist separately. They're just one was about was bound to get into another. Where whether it was going to be Luke Skywalker playing freaking Fortnite in a Star Wars movie or or this, um, but I wonder too, man. That's like how much how much advertising do you want? Like as a I think as a if we are on Nintendo, it's interesting to try and like reach customers in a new way. But as a game, you're like. I don't know. I don't necessarily know that I want to just be marketed to all the time. So I like the idea of it being um, in Splatoon, in like almost like that Times Square type of type of thing, where it's it's such already part of the world. And it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to kind of almost like an Easter egg, like look over, and go, oh look at that, that's neat. But I don't know that I'm really looking for commercials to be shown to me, unless I'm signing up for it, like he said, or or like maybe it's a deeper dive or an Easter egg. Like this, yeah. um, Scott, this um, Star Wars trailer, we've already seen trailers. We've seen stuff for it. So this is another look at it. It's a different yeah. look at it. And when, um, like, you and I talk about it a lot when we do, when we see these Nintendo Directs, and they're like, let me show you the menu system. I'm like, who cares? You know who does care? Somebody who does something like you just said, goes to collect 10 yeah. seashells, and they might want to know a little bit deeper. So I think that might work for me a little bit. of yeah. Just tying together, like, the... The engagement, the, the what you're requiring the player to do to go then learn something. It's like if they're yeah. deep into it, give them something deep. But if it's like something that the general public would want and you're locking it behind like an activity or within a game, I don't know that that necessarily lines up either, though. Does that make sense? Well, they – um. so what they did first was a couple of weeks ago they implemented a, the Stormtrooper costume. Mm-hmm. And that was what I thought like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing That's and it. this is it. I didn't realize that they were actually going to do a trailer. Mm-hmm. So what was it? Yesterday, Saturday, I was, or I'm sorry, Friday night, I was playing Fortnite. And all of a sudden I heard, uh, this is an epic test. Testing. This is an epic test. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's a voice that came through the through the headset. Yeah. And I'm like, the last time I heard that was... What, before the marshmallow cop. How many people do you think died at that moment trying to like they're in a they're in a shoot off and all of a sudden they're like, What is that? And they look away. I know and, and they like, get shot up. I remember I remember when I was playing the one time before Mark before the marshmallow concert. And the same thing was happening. Mm-hmm. And actually, but it was marshmallow going testing, testing, one, two, three, this is marshmallow testing. And I was just like, What the heck That's is going funny. on? That's amazing. So, 
when I heard the testing, this is an epic test, I went, wait a minute, they're mm-hmm. doing something. So I actually went into Discord and was like, I asked Chibi because Chibi's on top of that stuff. But she never replied. Nobody replied. And then later that day, Nintendo tweeted out that, hey, this is going to happen. And I just think it's, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because, I mean, this is the first time they're doing a movie trailer. But, I mean, if you're going to do a movie trailer, you're going to do probably one of the biggest franchises there is. Yeah. You know, next to a Marvel thing. But even Marvel, they did, like, Marvel events in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just very, very – it raises an eyebrow for me. It yeah. just makes me go, where do you start? Where do you stop with this? Like, is there right. other things and there's other possibilities to do with this? Mm-hmm. I think there is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know – and, and I feel like there's only certain specific games that can pull it off. Yeah. I don't feel like a game like Mario Kart can do it. Um, I don't feel like Smash can do it. I don't feel like, you know, Odyssey or Breath of the Wild can do something like this. Well, okay. So maybe, I don't know. I, Mar- as soon as I think about Mario Kart um, or really any game where you're in a lobby waiting, I'm actually a little bit surprised that there, that, that isn't already kicked up with advertisements. You're sitting there waiting for like a minute, two minutes at a time. And um, so I'm balanced between like part of like one half of me. I love trailers, right? Like it's just a, as a as a fan of entertainment. I love trailers. Like they used yeah. to have like a trailer channel and trailer show, like just yeah. an hour of trailers. And I would watch it, you know, yeah. so part of me kind of wants that just because yeah. I like like the art of putting a good trailer together. What, what that what that means. But the, like what I said before is like I don't necessarily want to just be like trapped in a box to be marketed to. So I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that balance yeah. but and i think that's where is. and i think that's where where the fortnite thing is kind of interesting because you don't have to do it it's over in a certain area of the map yeah where there's a movie mm. theater and you go if you want to go yeah if you don't want to go you want to play the game you go someplace else the movie theater made me think of mario odyssey where you could just go into somewhere like walk into a building in in new donk city or something like that yeah and go watch something cool like that um, but i feel and, like and where that but i feel like where that's different is is well, I guess you could with because I forgot about it. You can move around and pick which world you want to be in. Mm-hmm. So that could be a potential thing to happen. But I don't feel like that's a game that has like uh, yes, it has a huge install base. Yeah, yeah, but not it's, it's not like it's, it's active not active install mm-hmm. base. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like a game like Splatoon two, even Mario Kart, yeah, it has an active install base. Mm-hmm. Even if you were to go like, hey man, um. We're racing, yeah. And on this track at this time, there's a screen there, and you pull up, you can stop, and you can watch this trailer or whatever. You know what well, I mean? S- Smash could do like these temporarily available levels. Yeah. I think would be really neat. It wouldn't necessarily be a trailer, but it would be some sort of like like tie-in just to yeah. just to have some sort of event. Like I don't I don't know why Terminator Terminator seemed to be like. <laughs> <laughs> everything this year so i think like why isn't there like a like a t1000 um like molding well, well i think <laughs> that like if you took if you took mario kart you took splatoon 2 my my initial reaction is is you install gear based like yeah. splatoon 2 so much more because you have the store where yeah, you can go sure. and you can buy clothes and stuff mm-hmm. and i think that if if nintendo has any smarts and thought behind this they get Splatoon 3 out as quickly as possible. Yeah. And they install some type of mode where you buy, even if they were to go like, Splatoon 3 is going to be free to play. Mm-hmm. And you just buy gear. 
Yeah. Like, not, not weapons, but you buy, like, clothes. Honestly, I feel like that's, like, the least pervasive method of, like, microtransactions and things. Like, yeah. Ryan Interford and I recorded the uh, best games of the decade. Uh, oh, damn, I'm totally spoiling it. Um, anyways, we, we ended up talking about Rocket League at one point. Okay. And mm-hmm. Rocket, the way that Rocket League does their um, their cosmetics and their, their license tie-ins, to me, is, like, some of the best in the business. Oh, yeah, man. It gets me excited about Jurassic Park, which I haven't thought about in years, about Ghostbusters and all these other things. Like, that's – and it's the same type of model. It's just yeah. gear. It's just things that you throw on your, your car or, in this case, your character. That pe- like, people want that. They want – they get excited about these other properties and put it in your game. Rocket League is another one that could do something similar to this. Mm-hmm. They could just make a separate, um, a totally separate uh, field yeah. that has like maybe giant Trons. I was struggling with the, the column too. Like, is it a map? Yeah. Is it a, a track? Or yeah, I, I don't know what to yeah. call it first. <laughs> I was, I was very like, trying track, to help you. Yeah, yeah like, you nailed it. <laughs> um, but field, you know. Yeah. And but if you had like screens on the outside. Mm-hmm. And they then have you them. just go they like have, there are there are uh, fields like that where they have screens. It's like a big sports arena. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. fits. Yeah, so you could just be like, hey, I just want to watch this. You don't play the match. Mm-hmm. You just watch it, and mm-hmm. then you go, okay, boom. But I think that's the thing. Like you, you're in a situation where you have this ability to implement different things in these games, mm-hmm. and it's it's a way to implement advertising without advertising what about what about like us like why can't we i mean this is a bit of a risky move because like i'm not very good at games but like twitch.tv slash sean capri like why why have it that that hasn't really made its way into games to allow um people to be a little bit more known other than their their gamer tag is that like that's it but there's not really a way for you to like express your brand like your nintendo guru brand you can't have like a backpack that says guru or something like yeah that, that would be kind of cool you know what i mean like yeah. they're like they're, that would be a really interesting way as streaming becomes more baked into the the whole experience and like the social sharing and everything we've got a button on it on things yeah. now to, to share our stuff but for you to be the guru in the game like i think would be that next that'd be the next level for sure yeah i agree I agree. Now you're, uh, yeah, you get, yeah, anyways, it's a whole other topic. So perhaps. speaking of branding, right? So we got this thing called Patreon.com. Yeah. So Patreon.com slash Yumi Capri, for you as well, as for as little as $1 a month, can implement and ask some questions for us, just like Todd Oxford this, this week. And uh, and Todd says, if we ran Nintendo, how would you make 2020 the year of Nintendo, despite the onslaught onslaught of next-gen news and high-profile releases for Xbox and PS4 slash 5. Um, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be tough, Bobby. It, I, I don't think year one is tough. I think where Nintendo has a problem is year two, year three. Potentially. Because that's I when the games come out, is that what you're saying? That's when the games start coming. When you're going to... Like, there's nothing you're going to do to stop people from going... I want to. I want to be a day one adopter of an Xbox Scarlet or mm-hmm. whatever it is called, or a PS Five. Like Joseph Moran is going to get a PS Five. Doesn't yeah. matter what Nintendo does. You're going to buy an Xbox Scarlet. Doesn't matter what Nintendo does. Yeah, unless honestly, unless they're too expensive. Like, well, it, I mean, like that's, they, that's these companies thing. could could honestly like that. That's a consideration too. They could price yeah. themselves out of our, our out of our wallets for sure. And and that's possible, but within reason. You guys but that's true. It's be, not just. I'm not just saying that to be contrarian. Yeah. That's a point of what we can yeah. tackle. We can tackle but, these things on price. But the thing is, is like Nintendo is sitting, and and I think it's real simple. I think it, it's a real simple strategy to kick people in the nuts and just go, "We're still here." Yeah. And that's number one. 
Um, because these consoles aren't going to come out till probably next fall, Christmas. Yep. Probably November, I'd say. Yeah, Mark and I kind of tipped off on this a little bit because Mark was under the philosophy of Nintendo should have done a price drop this year for the Switch. Right. And I was under the philosophy of, no, what they're doing is fine. They're going to still – and Nintendo won Black Friday. What a great time for that conversation for you guys to have too because it was like days later or maybe even the next day after the podcast dropped. Yeah, yeah. That – yeah, they announced best week ever in multiple territories. Yeah. Which is insane. So Nintendo crushed on Black Friday this year. And I think that next year's Black Friday is the one they have to be worried about. Big time. And that's when you offer the price drop. Mm-hmm. That's when you go, hey, man, we're going to give you 100 bucks off of, off of a Switch. Yeah. But I also feel like this year, 2020, is the year of the Switch Pro. And this is when you give people – this is how you keep it in the forefront of people's minds. You go, here's a Switch Pro. Here's where everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. This is what you're going to be able to be playing. It's 299 by the way. Yeah, it's 299 and then you take the older model, mm-hmm. you drop that by 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now you have a $200 price range for the first. So the original OG is 200 bucks. The Switch Pro is 300 bucks and then maybe even drop the Switch Lite during Black Friday by 50 bucks. Yeah. And then you can put it back in $250 for a Switch Lite. Can you imagine? <clears throat> Oh, they would blow them out the doors, man. I mean, I I think you're in the in the realm of possible. I don't know if it's quite those drastic cuts, but certainly that's generally the strategy that I would. I'm totally on board. Now, like, knowing Nintendo, what they'll probably do is if they did a pro, they do the pro for three hundred. They would do the original Switch for two fifty, two fifty, and then exactly. they would do they would keep the light priced at two hundred. And that I think would be so the way too. Is. Mm-hmm. But if it was me, yeah, if, I wanna keep, if I want to keep, if I want to keep. Xbox and PlayStation out of people's mouths. That's what I'm doing. I think that I think price is a huge part of it. And and to be honest, like that's why I was like, I don't know that they even necessarily need to be that aggressive on price because just PlayStation and Xbox are going to come out the gates twice as expensive as as the Switch is even even today. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be part of the consideration. And the other thing too that I think is a challenge for Nintendo is that normally when we go from one generation to the next, like it's a clean cut, like it's a pretty, like you're not going to have anything to play on those, on those consoles, but that's not necessarily the case, at least for Xbox. We're still, I think a little unclear on how it's all going to work for, for PlayStation, but people can buy buy these systems with less of a challenge or less of a gap from one to the next. They could just move on into the next generation. And so I think that is, that's going to present a bit more of a challenge for, um, or it's going to make it easier for people to jump into the next Xbox, which means a little tougher for for Nintendo. So, what about games though? Because I think that's like, what I was going to say. That's what I'm moving to the next, and I have a very Cyberpunk simple. Will work on the next on this Xbox and the next. For example, I feel like if you want to if you want to have people just explode and not even look at the next consoles, it's simple to me. It's very simple. Three games. Yeah. And I would like to see all three. Odds are you won't see all three. You'll get but one. this is what I would say. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Mm. Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, yeah. Mario, Mario Kart 9. Mario Kart 9, wow. If you yeah. can hit with one, two of those games. Because I think, this is what I'm thinking. Metroid Prime Trilogy. They drop in the fall? Like, they drop Black Friday, November. So what I'm saying is this. Wow. If you could if you could launch if 
the 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 de- one that I definitely think they have is Metro Prime Trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's done, ready to go. That's the one that everybody's talking about. The rumors are so heavily around it. It it wouldn't take that much to do it, honestly, yep. at this point. So that's the one that I would definitely do. The question is: Is Breath of the Wild two ready, mm-hmm. or Mario Kart nine? One of those two games. So what I'm saying is, is yeah. I drop two of those three games. Sure. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. In November, and yep. it's lights out. Because let's be honest, if Nintendo comes out and says we're giving you Breath of the Wild two and Metroid Prime trilogy, you mm-hmm. have the hardest of the hardcore, hardcore. fans mm-hmm. flipping out about Metroid. Yep. And then you have. Just even more fans flipping out about. But what I'm thinking is skip Breath of the Wild 2 and come with Mario Kart 9. Because Mario Kart 9 is the one that everybody loves. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it is time. I, I Every time I bring this up, there's always somebody that goes, they're not going to do... Man, it stop. Is you're, you're absolutely right. You're it's, talking about the, a game that's on the Wii U, man. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Time. Exactly. And it's and it's dried honestly, it's dried up. Like I yeah. try to like generate some like hype and like I don't know. I know that I'm not like a, I'm not die hard, like I'm not I'm not gonna jump in front of a bullet for Nintendo or anything like you. Um but I think I'm not alone on this one. Like people are just like, ah, Mario Kart, like we're good. We're good on Mario Kart. We need more we need a different one. We need a new mm. one. We need yeah more we just can't i just can't be playing the same tracks over again i know that yeah. they essentially doubled what was originally launched but like nobody remembers what was in the original wii u game so that, well it's it's pretty relevant i want okay so i just want to say this to you but E3 I, I i agree and disagree with you on some on on, on a little bit that mario kart's dried up yes because I mean, objective fact well i think i think you're coming from the fact of you are predominantly an xbox twitch streamer Mm-hmm. So when you say let's play Mario Kart, it's a little different. When I say let's play Mario Kart, I could pack a room with people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the relativity of of what you're predominantly playing. I'm not. Compared, I'm not. That's not necessarily. I thought that's where you were coming from. No, on no. That. It's mo- it's mostly just like, are we are we playing it because like we're we're excited to be playing games together? And I think that okay. is truly the magic of Nintendo, and that's yeah. what I love. And that's that's why I play Nintendo is because yeah, you yeah, can yeah. fire up a game and go. Yes, we all have that because yeah. we all buy all of the Nintendo games and that's like something you can never take away. But while you're playing it, don't you wish you were playing something new? Or are you, well, play, are you thinking like, man, I played this, I played this track a lot. So that's what, that's where I want to come from a little bit with this is you and I saying that we also played on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Like we played the hell out of the game on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But like I just literally bought a brand new Switch. And a Switch Lite for my nephew and niece. Yeah. yeah the brand new the Switch time. came packed with Mario Kart for my yep. nephew. Yeah. And then I actually bought Mario Kart for my niece. Because I know that they never played that game. Because mm-hmm. they didn't have a Wii U. So for them, mm-hmm. it's Mario Kart. It's a new Mario Kart. And it's exciting. Well, so, and it's still selling. I mean, to your yeah. point. Like, really. like, And I, I say, it's like, it's the it's number one selling com- game on the console. It's still working for them so from if we're in nintendo are we really incentivized but i think to our point of like galvanizing a community of like the hardcores yeah i think that would do it like a mario kart 9 would be the way to do it i think they do need it but yeah it's it's a it's you can tell easily even just us idiots talking this out yeah that's why they haven't done it yet yeah like it's not it's not quite as cut and dry as some of these other games i personally so here's the thing me as as a diehard nintendo fan 
I'm like, I'm ready. You just I'm want it. So yeah. ready. Because I've already played the hell out of eight. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I mean? Like, for me to go back and play eight, I have to have that bug to go back and play. And I think that's where you're coming from. That's kind of what I'm saying. Exactly. Where, yep. where someone like my nephew and niece, well, they've never played it. So they're mm-hmm. going to be excited and want to play the hell out of the game. Yeah. Well, Lincoln's so, going to play. Don't tell him. But Lincoln's going to play Mario Kart 7 this Christmas. <laughs> You know, because he got the DS. Actually, I don't know if he will, but we we got him playing Mario Kart eight the other day with the auto like everything. That's like, the best go, thing, right? It is the best thing. Holy cow, man! It was it was just it was great to see because he didn't care. He was just looking up like his eyes open. Anyway, it's a whole different. And he thinks he's playing, which he is, but he doesn't realize he all these assists are on helping him. Exactly. Do you okay? But do you get a sense of like E three this year is going to be monstrous? Like this yeah. year, because to to Todd's point, the two consoles are coming out. Um, and Nintendo's going to have to assure us that we're going to want to stick with them. Mm-hmm. So they will, they'll, they'll lay this whole thing out. Oh, by the way, you and I shout out twitch.tv slash Sean Capri Thursday night, the game awards, we are streaming together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully we'll have a sense. I, when you mentioned Metroid prime trilogy, we might get something there. I thought maybe we might get something at the game awards, but we're in for some serious announcements between the game awards, the obviously going to happen Nintendo direct in, on January 12th or mm-hmm. whatever. I don't Justin Massino predicted, I'm sure. Um, and then E3 and everything else in between, like it's going to be a great year to be podcasting about this stuff, mm-hmm. to be talking about it and to be fans yeah. of this. Um, we're in for a wild ride, dude. So real quickly though, um, Zach, Zach Bradshaw at Eggshen eight on, uh, on Twitch. He also, or on Twitter, I'm sorry. He also, left a comment or left a, left a question for us over on patreon.com slash Yui Capri. And he says, in addition to Todd Oxter's excellent question, it is already a challenge for third parties pre next gen. Mm-hmm. How would you assure the fan base that 2021 won't be a huge exodus for third party developers? This is a huge concern. It is huge. Not just for Nintendo fans, but for Nintendo themselves. Mm-hmm. And that is why, I said you bring the pro. Yeah. You bring out something that has it's beefier, more power behind it. Um the one thing that I will say is I don't feel like third party developers are struggling to bring games over the way I thought they would. Right. Oh, big time. Uh, like you look at uh Diablo three. I mean now don't get me wrong, I know these are yeah. older games. Yeah, twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. But you look at Diablo three, you look at um, Witcher three, you look Witcher at is the example. Hellblade, mm-hmm. like Hellblade looks Hellblade's fantastic gorgeous. on that game on, on mm-hmm. the Switch. These are games that I never thought would come over. Yep. Now, for every single Hellblade, for every single Witcher, you get a game like WWE two K seventeen, or you get a game you know that's just hot trash in the summer. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I've heard that this, in a while. I know it's been a while, right? Um. So it's, it's, the thing is, is that like you have the, there's certain developers that have the ability to do a Doom, that have the ability to do a Wolfenstein, mm-hmm. you know, but then you have developers that are just really, really bad, mm-hmm. you know, and can't keep the frame rates up and all this different stuff. So obviously it's hit or miss, but you need to make it a little bit easier on developers. And I think with Unity being a part of the Switch, that's helped tremendously unreal for sure unreal is a very scalable thing um yeah. i don't even know guys if it's a because making games is hard period like 
you just try you start from scratch you're programming game very very hard so i don't necessarily think that it's a a difficulty thing or even an investment thing the investment ties more to the fact of how many switches are there how many people are out there how many people are playing games so if we're if we're if we ran nintendo and we're trying to make sure that uh, third parties don't abandon us our job is to sell switches yeah. our job is to keep the trajectory up that the we had and keep uh having engendering a community of people who play those third-party games that it's yeah. not just a nintendo only community mm-hmm. that these people branch out so i think that's really the piece of it because i don't think i think like to the to zach's point like it's a challenge right now but they they do it they overcome that that burden that challenge that obstacle because people there's 40 or 50 million switches out there yeah and they and they buy them at full price it's not even yeah. discounted it's an old battery on black friday so well the one thing i'll say is this out the door the one thing I'll say is this, is also we need to push the message to the fan base. You need to keep supporting third party. If you, it is as much on Nintendo fans mm-hmm. as it is on Nintendo to continue to have third parties come. The minute you start to make third parties feel like it's a waste of time porting games over, because mm-hmm. Nintendo fans, we've heard it years past, Nintendo fans don't buy third party games. Yeah. The minute you continue that stuff and you make developers feel that way, they're leaving. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's up to us as Nintendo fans to continue. That's why they're bringing games over is because Nintendo fans are supporting. When they put it on multi-consoles, Nintendo fans are are buying the most versions of the games. Mm -hmm. And that's where third parties are going, hey, we're going to keep doing it. So I think it's a it's a... It's a messaging thing. Yeah. And I think Nintendo needs to say, like, hey, fans, thank you so much for continuing to support third party over here. This is the best place for third parties to be. Keep doing that. You know? You know, that- go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say this. It's an interesting time for Nintendo right now, too, because the most uh, powerful games, the most demanding games are becoming more and more exclusionary. It's difficult to jump on into it, which actually plays right into the hands of Nintendo, where the games that every like the most popular games that people are playing right now are games like Fortnite that run yeah. on everything. Yeah. Like and even Overwatch is is coming on over as well. And and as we move into a into a Switch Pro situation, not that I'm always looking for like bring old games onto Nintendo, but that's kind of what's going to happen. You're going to yeah. have these like already successful games, successful communities that will now be able to play the game on the pro, for example, um, on the go, yeah. play the pro on the go. So here is the t- kind of writes itself. That's just, it's yep, just that, it. that's yeah. it. That's it's it. Amazing. But I, I just, I just worry that, you know, we're, we're going to be trying to push 4k 60 frames per second all over the place. And that's great, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that trillions of people are going to be playing those games. Yeah. People are going to be like in, in numbers. So I think that yeah. does play well to a lot of people buying switches and doing it that way. I think right now Nintendo's in a good position with the 4k, just because they right now, I'd be telling developers. So I just don't think it matters, especially I, as somebody like with the six terabytes not as, in here. Not as much as HD mattered, right? You know, and I think that's. What, but I, but I also feel like this. I feel like Nintendo can't fall behind like they did with HD. Sure, I think it's it's just frame rate. If they keep that frame rate locked, that's I think that's where that's people's the key. minds that's are at the key. right now. So my thing, but my thing with Nintendo is I would kind of on the backside, be telling my developers, try to make it 1080, 60. We yep. have that locked. Yep. We want to also try to make it 4K, 60. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if we can if we can get it there, then we're, 
even that much further along. Because I think that within, I'm going to say the next five to ten years, 4K is going to become very real. And I don't want Nintendo to still be doing 1080. Yeah, when, that makes sense. When everybody else is doing 4K. Because the thing of it is, is when Nintendo moved to, to HD on the Wii U. Yeah, it was tough. Not for It was tough for them to get it going. Right. But once they did it, it was a no-brainer for them. Where PlayStation and Xbox still struggled. Like, the Xbox wanted to start, couldn't get it to 1080, right? Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. struggling at nine, 900. And, yeah. you know, and then PlayStation, same thing. They were struggling with 1086, where the Wii U was just cranking it out. Yeah. It took them a while to get to that point, but once they got there, it was lights out for them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that that's the thing that I would like to see Nintendo work on. So that way, when the time does come that they pull the trigger on 4K, it doesn't take them so long to get there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it, that makes it, sense. It's like, hey, our games are rolling out. Because that was the biggest part of the issue. I feel like Nintendo needs to look at the mistakes of the past to make sure they don't make them again. Yeah. And that was the problem with the Wii U was it took so long in the early couple of years of development to get those games running at 1080. Mm-hmm. And then once they started to trick, you know, once they started banging them out with the Donkey Kong in the, in the, uh, uh sorry. <laughs> just going to mark that down. Mark that down. Uh, the Donkey Kong and the Mario Kart and the Smash, <laughs> everything kind of fell into place. You know what I mean? So I think that's where they got to, they got to focus a little bit. And and just say like this is where we're gonna go, yeah. So no doubt. Um, all right. So I think we're pretty good. I had another topic, but I don't know. We got time for it a little bit. I just want to talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. So this week I did a video over on uh, YouTube.com/slash Nintendo Guru, uh, basically talking about some footage that I just saw. Toby gave it to me. Toby. Toby. Shout out to Toby. Yeah, shout out to Toby. I was just playing uh, links, Link to the Past with him this morning for about nice. an hour before. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're passing online. the controller back and forth. That's taking, sweet. Taking, cha- taking turns on the on the dungeons. But uh, so anyway, Link to the Past HD is out there. It's in the ether. It's in the mm. wild. Um, like a fan thing? Yeah, a fan thing. Blob Van Dam is the name of the guy that's doing it. Go check out his YouTube channel. Uh, maybe if I remember, I'll put a link in the in the description below, so you guys can just go make watch sure you take out that swear first. Yeah, well, I'll take that's the most important <laughs> thing. Maybe not. We'll leave it in there just for prosperity. Don't. Um, so your your channel's for kids, Bobby. Not, well, not really. I, I, I know. I need to keep that in there so they don't make it for kids. <laughs> um, but the thing is, is he did this. Yeah, I think it looks really good. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 really the rumor of. A link to the past HD has been floated. Um, I know that at one point Nintendo was working on it, mm-hmm. and it got turned into Link Between Worlds on the 3DS. Right. So they were at one point re- trying to remaster and redo Link uh, Link to the Past. What I'm curious is, I'm curious what you would do if you ran Nintendo. We know what Nintendo would do if the if it gets to the point where this guy starts to put it out like we're going to make this on emulation they're going to shut them down of course and i don't and i and i think they have full right to do that and i'm yeah. and i'm not disputing that that's not what this is about but what would you do if you were nintendo and you saw this pop up what would be your answer i mean 
you kind of just be ready to do that. That if this moves into a next stage, that you're just you you will have to shut it down, yeah. and that's that's too bad. And I, I feel like you're getting to the point of like, do you bring this guy over, right? Like, do you, do you hire him up? And and I and I like I think that's a great message, and it's a, it's a it's a good PR spin. But it, it's also like you have to be careful about those things too, yeah. because you don't necessarily want to promote that. Because you can't hire everybody. No. You can't hire everybody who creates like a, a decent enough um, remake or, or fan project or anything like that, passion project. Um, so, but you promote that by hiring these people up and saying like, if you do this, you get a good chance to like kind of leapfrog everybody else into coming on over and making games for Nintendo. Yeah. So I'm a little, I'm, I am a little bit torn on this, yeah. but like to try and take it off the market or to try and uh, make it your own. Then, um, then yeah, you kind of want to do that. But it's those. You, you think about companies like um, Coca Cola. I think is pretty uh, famous for this as well. They and most most big companies do this, where they say like they they will not even accept even if somebody says like a show like ours. If we ran Nintendo, Nintendo would respond to say like we do not accept any outside like advice or ideas or anything yeah. because if they if they even do even if they um, consider it. And then they just either by happenstance or they actually take it, but don't give credit where credit was due. Then there's all that kind of mess and disaster. So I think they have to, they have, that's why they've had to be very clear. And it's just uh, about, about their approach, which is that's them. We are on our own. We're not taking that as our advice. And actually, wherever we can, we'll shut it down is kind of the boring, nasty, like legal kind of response that I've got. I think what I would do if I, if I ran Nintendo. Um, if I'm Doug Bowser and this comes across my desk or it comes on my radar, I think what I do is I try to reach out to this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go, listen, <clears throat> I think what you're doing is a fantastic thing. I think it looks gorgeous. We can't allow this. So, you know, if you don't stop, we're going to have to take legal action. But I'm so impressed by what you're doing. I want to connect the dots and get you with a team that can do this type of thing. And then what I would do is I would reach out to some indie developers that I know are working on top-down Zelda games Mm -hmm. and go, hey, here's this kid. You know, you got to talk. Like, that's what... Because the reason why I say that is the guy that did um, another Metroid 2 remake or whatever, um, his got shut down. Right. And fans lost their minds because it got shut down. But now right. he's working on the new Ori game. Right. As a level designer. And I think that's actually what's going to happen is is these the Nintendo fans, the people making Nintendo things, are going to be picked up by somebody else. Because and I that's feel actually like, much more logical. Because here's the thing. I feel like if Nintendo shuts it down, right, well, like they always do, mm-hmm. they, feel, they, they look like the big bad corporation being a jerk. And they have to, and that's to fans. And I don't get me wrong; I agree mm-hmm. they have to do that. But how? How do you steal the thunder of that? And mm-hmm. that's going, hey, I'm going to help you get a job in the industry. I'm going to help you. I'm going to line you and connect you with people that are making games like yours that could use your talents. Yeah, and I think you don't bring them on Nintendo. You, know, you don't bring them on mm-hmm. Team Nintendo unless they're that good. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. If Doug Bowser calls up the makers of Hazelnut Bastille, which is a top-down mm-hmm. Zelda game, like, essentially, then yeah. you go, you know, or Blossom Tales, right? If they're doing a Blossom, Blossom Tales 2, mm-hmm. you go, hey, guys, how about you take a look at this kid? You know what I mean? Like, 
there's a lot of top-down Zelda remakes ha- or, or, you know, nods happening right now. Mm-hmm. Starbright, I think, is a new one that's out now. That's that's another one. Like, there's so many that are coming out. Uh, what's the other one? Um, It'll Do. You know, like, that's yeah. another one. Like, if you're Nintendo, there's all these games coming out that are like this. And you know that all the ones that are coming out. They've already contacted you in some degree about coming over or trying to get promotion, you know. I would try to connect the dots because then when the fans are like, oh, big bad Nintendo, it gets taken away because it's like, yeah. well, yeah, you know, they shut them down. But then they got the guy a job. How cool is that? You know, and I think that's what moving forward I would try to do. And again, I know it's tough because it's you can't do it with every single person. But I think if there's ones that pop out that like really catch your eye and you're that impressed by the person, you go, hey, you know what, maybe let me try to help this guy out a little bit. I think if you if you need it, I don't know necessarily know you need to extend yourself if you're Nintendo. You don't need to extend yourself to make life better for any of these people at all, really. Yeah. But if they're good enough, they can. Like the thing is that there are that people aren't even recognizing is that they're already getting a leg up over other indie developers or other people who are trying to make it by leveraging the IP that they don't own. Yeah, right. So they kind of have to like. I know people uh, they they like to attack the big bad corporation and everything, but like you got to understand like. These are people who you – the only reason you even know who this guy is is because he's making a Link game. And there's trillions of other people making other games and they're busting their back yeah. trying to make it. But but they're doing it on original IP. Yeah. Right? So Nintendo's already helping them. Yeah. By doing that – by just like – by not uh, <laughs> shutting down their entire life li- livelihood and, and suing them for everything that they've got. So it's just part of the – I just want to balance yeah. – that conversation out so people are able to make a name for themselves and go like all right i'll have to shut this down but you'll wait to see what i'm doing next yeah and they do have that opportunity to like have a kickstarter like they or do something on their own yeah but i see i'm making you grumpy with my response no 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 not at all i feel like you don't don't like it at all no i just for me i think that i'm just wondering how many developers do they need like do they need to be reaching out to people and go like you're part of our team or even to connect those no connect those people i think that when there's let, let's be fair, right? In the past 10 years, how many of these types of games have come on the radar Yeah, that are actually truly things? I can only think of three. Four. I can think of four. I can think of Earthbound 4. Okay. I can think of there was a Pokemon game that was kind of like a Pokemon remake type thing. Mm-hmm. I can think of that one. I can think of mm-hmm. another Metroid, and I can think of this one. They're the only four games... To me, that have come on my radar that I go, oh, wow, let me take a look at that. Like, what is going on with that? Well, well there was a Zelda, there was a Ocarina of Time HD remake, Once Upon a Time. And there's there's a, there's a, there's a tremendous number of examples. Even the, um, not Nintendo, I mean, when but they the just Sonic. drop it in Unity, or they just drop yeah. it in Unreal, like, I don't think that's really developing. I think that's, yeah. a, or, you know, or they're putting it in the Dolphin emulator. I mean, that was that was the other con- comment I was going to make, too, is, like, how do you differentiate between, like, a talented developer and just somebody who's, like, and, and not to say that artists aren't a key part of the whole operation, mm-hmm. but, like, we kind of have to be clear about what we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Like a game maker, like a creator, a programmer, yes. like, all a director, or is it an artist, like, who's making, like, a really great video? Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's, it like doesn't speak to how the game controls or the mechanics yeah. of it or anything or how it feels. So that's a whole other. So I think that's it's that's kind of like that's what I was thinking about when I'm like I don't know necessarily know if I want to extend myself if I'm Nintendo because I I can't 
evaluate and measure any of those things. Well, of course. Based on a video. Of course. Right? Of course. So so it's, we're talking about like a significant – I would say a significant amount of resources to go out and just like check these games out yeah. for the return on it being like, I don't know. I we We have talented developers walking through our doors every single day because we have already a – a tremendous process for um, cultivating our our studio. So it just, I think it's like I said, it's a good PR spin, and that's something I don't need. I don't know that Nintendo needs that at this moment. I think Possibly they can not. they can survive these these quote PR hits yeah. when they have to shut somebody down because guess what? They're making the number one selling console on the planet, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe in the Wii U days, I think we've had this in the Wii U days. Was in the Wii U days, we're like, yeah. just take anything, man. Just like <laughs> if you can make any story in a good news story, yeah. do it. For God's sake. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's all about context, it's about la- all about landscape and what people think of your company. Yeah. So that is all. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of If We Ran Nintendo. Episode 178 is now in your ear holes. 178? 178. We're going to hit 200 yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And 2020 is the year of 2000. I think. 200. Yeah. Wow. 200 yeah. in 2020 for us. Pretty awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe. Who knows? We might be. I know. This is maybe the last episode. Maybe maybe Yoko Ono will come okay. moving in here and, and and just break us up. And uh, <laughs> Mark Carabin. Yeah, Mark Carabin. <laughs> Mark Carabin's Yoko Ono. <laughs> Yoko ono. Um, check out everything that Sean Capri is doing over on the internet. Uh, he's over on Twitter, Sean Capri, Sean like Connor, Capri like the pants. He's over on twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Uh, check me out. Instagram, Twitter, and now Twitch at Nintendo Gurus. That is all. Uh, Peace out, Preston. Peace out, Jeff Keighley.